I'm Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome again to our podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. I'm going to do something a little different this week uh, and simply reflect on a recent meeting of the senior officials responsible for saving the Chesapeake Bay with my own thoughts and not interview uh, someone else. I want to tell you a story first, and it'll require a little background. For years, decades in fact, we've been hearing elected officials use the term, save the bay. In fact, really promising that they will help to save the bay. But it wasn't always this way. In fact, when I first came to the Chesapeake Bay Foundation uh, as an intern right out of college in 1976, and for several years thereafter, saving the bay was almost a um, term that was frowned upon, as if it implied that our beautiful Chesapeake Bay and the land that surround it were somehow uh, not good enough that the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, with its, its um, motto of Save the Bay, was in fact reflecting poorly uh, on our uh, heritage. The first time I heard the term Save the Bay used by an elected official was in 1982. Governor Chuck Robb, the newly elected governor of Virginia, came up to Maryland to campaign for Governor Harry Hughes, who was running for a second term. They had met privately in Governor Hughes's office, and when they emerged to speak with a group, including the press, Governor Robb said something very close to the following. If my good friend Harry Hughes is elected to a second term in office, he and I will work together to save the Chesapeake Bay. I could have fallen off my chair. We thought this would be the beginning of a great new era. So fast forward to a little over a year later, December of 1983, and a tri-state conference, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and various federal agencies, at George Mason University in Northern Virginia. After about three days of conference presentations, the governors presented their agendas for going forward. Governor Robb was last uh, as he was host of the conference in his state of Virginia. And after a number of very lofty promises and proclamations as to what he would do in Virginia. He said that he would ask the legislature for six million dollars of special appropriations to help save the bay, not for a year, but for a two-year biennium budget. Virginia's budget is for two years each budget cycle. In the conversations that I had with the press following that conference, I was extremely critical 
of the low amount of money being requested, and it was just a request to the General Assembly as part of his budget to do such extraordinary work, such a, uh, uh, an aggressive agenda as he described. I felt that it was clearly not enough and CBF would fight to get more. So imagine how upset the Robb administration was with me. They had worked so hard to put on this conference and to get the governor to come and spend a lot of time there. And at the end, having promised so many good things, the head of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, a young man of only 28 years old of age, criticizes them roundly for not even coming close to doing enough. I think there were signs up on the major highways to keep me out of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And one member of the administration who is now a great friend uh, has told me just how serious it was at that time. But fortunately, I and CBF were exonerated after we worked very hard with leaders of the General Assembly in Virginia. In the spring of 1984, as they completed their session, they had increased the governor's request from $6 million to over $13 million, a dramatic improvement. My point in telling the story is that we often hear lofty proclamations from our elected officials, and we don't always see them produce what they have promised. My point is also that CBF has for decades had to lead the fight to represent the Bay's interests, the Bay's best interests, in the public arena. Now is no different. On July 23rd of this year, just less than two weeks ago, the Executive Council for the Bay met for their annual meeting. The council is charged with implementing President Obama's executive order, known as the Chesapeake Clean Water Blueprint, which sets goals for reducing pollution to levels that science says the Bay can sustain. The Bay can be healthy and in balance if those levels of pollution are achieved, those reduced levels. The Executive Council is made up of the governors of all six states in the Bay Watershed, the mayor of the District of Columbia, the chairman of the Chesapeake Bay Commission, which is a tri-state legislative commission, the administrator of EPA, federal EPA, and the uh, secretary of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The council has agreed to the reductions, to achieve the reductions under the blueprint by the deadline of 2025. But far sooner, the council has also agreed, has promised to achieve interim deadline pollution reductions of 60% of that 2025 deadline. Virginia Governor 
Terry McAuliffe, who chairs the council, Lieutenant Governor Rutherford of Maryland, who stood in for Governor Hogan, who is undergoing chemotherapy, and John Quigley, Secretary of Pennsylvania's Department of Environmental Protection, all spoke on behalf of their respective states. Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania is currently embroiled in a budget battle with his General Assembly and was not able to attend. Gina McCarthy, administrator of EPA, spoke as well. Bottom line, each made promises, each reviewed some impressive results of the past year, but very few gave specific detailed plans as to how they would meet the 2017 deadline. Pennsylvania especially has a long way to go. They are very far behind in terms of meeting their 2017 commitments. And Secretary Quigley was remarkably honest in acknowledging this and promising that Pennsylvania will quote unquote reboot their Pennsylvania plans to meet the blueprint requirements. But details will be forthcoming. They were not offered at the meeting. Governors McAuliffe, Hogan, and Wolf, the three primary Bay States, about 85% of the watershed is Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania, all will be in office will remain in office in 2017 and will be responsible for their state's success or failure for meeting the blueprint. CBF will continue to advocate for those who have no voice. The fish, the shellfish, the other wildlife of the Chesapeake Bay but also for all 18 million of us who live in the watershed, the vast majority who feel that saving the Chesapeake Bay, this national treasure, is of critical importance. We will let science be our guide. We will report on the facts. We will advocate for the reductions that must be made respectfully but with all of the force and all of the tools we have available to us. The states and the federal agencies have met, have missed, have missed a number of prior deadlines and promises to reduce pollution. This time they have said it's different. We've taken them at their word and we will hold them to their word. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation is approaching its 50th anniversary year. In the same year, 2017, that this deadline for pollution reduction must be met. To say for those of us on the board, those of us who work here, and those of us who have been members for many years, some since the very beginning, this is personal. 
And for me, I've been here almost 40 years. It's very personal. 50 years is a long time to wait for success. We're not going to give up. This is a commitment which we take seriously and which we are determined to fight for. All of you can play a part by coming to the Chesapeake Bay Foundation's website, cbf.org, and letting your elected officials know how important it is to you to reduce pollution and to save the Bay, the promise we've heard for decade after decade. Thanks very much, Will Baker, President of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Thank you.